Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. G'day, I'm Osher Ginsberg. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thanks for downloading the show. This is Better Than Yesterday. It's a podcast that comes out twice a week. I've been here since 2013. Something you hear on this show will help you make today a little bit better than yesterday. That's what we're here to do. I'm here every Monday. I'm here every Friday. Mondays, I'm here with a guest. Fridays, I'm here with you. I'm a TV host. I'm an author. I'm a sometime guitar player. I'm a um, singing messages of love and support and birthdays and congratulations on your jobs on Cameo. If you want to come find me on Cameo, make a donation to World Bicycle Relief, I'll sing you a song. It's really that easy. Thank you for the feedback on the uh, Josh Fox episode. It's a heck listen, but it's well worth it. Very well worth it. And I'm, I'm grateful for everybody that did write in about that one. It's a bloody good one. I was stoked about it. I was stoked that we could get it get it happening. I really enjoyed it. Quickly to check in with you. On Fridays, basically, if you've never listened to the show before, Fridays are just kind of checking with you and tell you what's going on and, and, you know, trying to work through verbally a few things that are happening with whatever's puzzling me or, you know, sometimes it's about my mental health. Sometimes it's about what's going on in my week. And all I'm trying to do is demonstrate the the processes of, of, of trying to deal with things that are happening in your life and just demonstrate that sometimes you can verbalize things and work things out and, and get through things. And you might not realize it's possible. You might think you're stuck in the thinking patterns that you're stuck in. And, you know, to be honest, the, the world we live in is the world we choose to see. And there's ways to choose to see the world differently. And that can be at first quite confronting, but it and it can be difficult uh, to un- understand that we choose to see things as either good or bad or about us, <laughs> in the case of me and my ego. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about something that happened this week on Instagram. Now, I have had Instagram off my phone for the best part of a year and a half. With the launch of the new podcast, Idol Australians with Jimmy, I have put it back on my phone. It is under strict regulations though. Audrey has the timer. She has the passcode. I have 15 minutes a day and it's just to post stories. It's very hard to post stories from the web app. Uh, you can't do it. In fact, the only way to post a story or, or a reel on Instagram is to actually have it on your phone. So that's how I've been doing it. I have 15 minutes a day, which by the time you fuck around and get it loaded up and write all the text and shit on it, it just goes like, um, it's gone. Anyway, so I put something up the other day. There was a, a cyber attack in Queensland or it affected most of the uh, a few places around Australia. It was a cyber attack on an abattoir company, all right, a place where people uh, work hard and they slaughter cattle, chickens and sheep for human consumption. And the ABC published a story about this cyber attack. And as far as I'm concerned, no workplace should be vulnerable to a cyber attack. And we should all be confident that our workplace is protected against a cyber attack because we all need to work. And if your workplace goes, sorry, cyber attack, no one's working, no one's getting paid, that really sucks. Anyway, 
the ABC in Brisbane reached out to someone for a comment from the industry. And one of the people from the industry were like just spoke in the most extraordinary skies falling hyperbole that if this situation isn't, he says his name's Mr. Journo, J-O-U-R-N-E-A-U-X. He's like, <laughs> if this situation isn't rectified, if we don't fix this situation in the, these abattoirs, it'll have flow on effects. There could be a protein deficiency globally because of this. And I read that and went, oh, what absolute codswallop. That's malarkey. You can't actually think like that, mate. And I simply took a screenshot of the news story and I wrote, you'll be happy to know that you can allay your fears as there are plenty of other sources of protein in the world that don't require slaughter. Just to, you know, correct some misinformation that was clearly being put out there on a very high-profile website. It's like, no, there won't be a protein deficiency. In fact, some countries can't afford to eat red meat and they do just fine eating veggies. Anyway, it was a bit of a shit post. I'm not going to lie. I felt a bit like the snarky vegan <laughs> when I put it up there. I was just trying to point out that there are plenty of other sources of protein in the world, right? Now, the thing is, I'm, this is the thing about having it back on my phone, right? I'm already back. I'm, I'm ready for those likes. I'm ready for that stroking of my ego. I know it's the kind of post that people who are already following my Instagram are going to want to heap praise on. So I get to walk around looking at my phone going, fuck yeah, look at all these likes. Look at all these people saying, go you, do, 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 do. I loved it. It's the worst, but I loved it. I'm such a suck, such a narcissistic piece of shit. I rarely post things like this, but it was just so bananas. I had, I just had to be like, "Come on, man, you're fucking joking me, right?" Now things were going fine in the comments, fine by like everyone was saying how awesome I am, so I loved it. But someone swung in. I'm going to say it was a man because school was a man. <laughs> swung in with the old, um, I'm studying biology and humans have to eat meat. It's evolution. You have to eat meat to survive argument, that old chestnut. Now, that is also false. It is not reality. There's actually no such thing as protein. No one actually sells protein in the shops. Protein is simply a collection of amino acids that we as humans can't synthesize ourselves. That's it. Along with the nutrients we eat, these amino acids and these nutrients, it's kind of like getting the mixed bag of Lego bricks that you take home and then you make into any model you want, right? You eat all this food, your body takes the amino acids and the nutrients, pulls them apart and puts them back together to make whatever your body needs out of them. Hair, muscle, eyelashes, tears, bone, whatever. Hormones that we require to, to, to live. Meat's a popular thing because those amino acids are quite concentrated in meat. Hence, it's easy to get them in one package, right? Where do those animals get those amino acids from? Oh, yeah, plants. So as long as you eat a full spectrum of food, a wide balanced diet, and a full spectrum of those amino acids. As someone who doesn't eat meat, and you, you do need to be careful here, you have to deliberately do this. It takes a little bit of work, but it's actually quite easy to do. You'll be fine as frog's hair. Your body will get all the amino acids you need. You'll be able to build all the bits and pieces of your body you need to build. You'll be just fine. I'm nearly 20 years like this. Now, this is the thing that this particular person online refused to acknowledge, just refused to acknowledge these truths, and it kept going on. I, I backed out after like two hits, within and out, about three hours, I, I, I dropped in twice and I backed out. But it's been going on for nearly a week now and he is still at it. I assume it's a he because it's always a he. Still at it. Absolutely refusing to see reason, refusing to find common ground, refusing to accept that there might be a different way of being compared to how they would like everyone to be. And I was thinking about this. I was thinking about why would you? I mean, I'm a person that, doesn't eat meat. A lot of people that don't eat meat or don't eat animal products have 
me as somebody they follow on Instagram. So when I post something about veganism and someone goes in there with falsities, lots of people come in and go, actually, mate, that's not actually true. And like, it must have been 20, 30 people that went, you know what, I appreciate you really strongly worded about this, but that's not exactly what it is. And I'm wondering, what what is going on here? And then I had this kind of bit of a hot take going on. I was like, well, I wonder if it's the same as what used to happen with Australian Idol. What has this got to do with Australian Idol? Which I'll tell you about in just a second. Because firstly, I'd like to tell you about the brand new podcast that I have with James Matheson. It's called Idol Australians. It's the bits you might have missed from Australian history. And this week, we had the enormous pleasure of talking about the 2004 Athens Olympic Games, the women's eight rowing event, where one of the rowers stopped rowing and she lay down in the boat. We didn't talk about so much about why she did that. We talked more about the Australian public's reaction to that and basically this identity that we have around our sporting people, around our athletes, and the sometimes impossible standards we hold our athletes to and what we feel they represent about us. And what I'm absolutely blessed to say is that my producer, Bree Steele, she managed to find one of the ladies who was in the boat that day. All right? It was truly, truly, truly incredible. Uh, Here's just a little taste of what went on. Wait, you don't remember working with me for a year on one of Australia's highest-rating television shows, but you do remember a women's rowing race? I think I remember reading about it afterwards. The incident I'm talking about became known (laughs) as the Lay Down Sally event, and I got some special guests to talk about it. Guests, sir. (laughs) We have two people? Yes, there's two people. You can find Idol Australians in your podcast feed. Just search Idol Australians, I-D-L-E Australians. It's James Matheson and myself, and we're there every Thursday. Right now, you might hear an ad, or you might hear me telling you just a little bit more about what internet commentary (laughs) and arguing comment sections has got to do with Australian Idol. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, When I was watching this guy go back and forth and people kind of just arguing in futility with each other in the comment section of of this Instagram post, I wondered if it was like what happened when I used to be on Australian Idol. Uh, I'd already been on TV with Channel V for a couple of years. And so what was happening had happened a little bit before then, but not to the scale of being on a show that had 2 million viewers every Sunday night. See, what would happen is when I met people, I started to notice that the same thing happened 
the same reaction they gave me, the same reaction, regardless if they were a man, regardless if they were a woman, regardless of where in the country I was, regardless of how old they were or how young they were. I'm five foot ten in the old money, one seventy eight in the new. All right, I'm the shortest of all my brothers. I'm not a small man. The average Australian height of men is one hundred seventy five centimeters, or five foot nine. So I'm taller than most people in my country, and yet, so many people—men, women, children people of all ages, they would say the same thing. Well, two separate things. People who were shorter than me would say, oh, I didn't know you'd be so tall. And people who were taller than me would say, oh, I didn't think you'd be so short. What this led me to discern is that the same thing, some trick, some trick was happening in their brains that when they saw me on the television, they assumed that I was the same height they were. So unless I was the same height as them in real life, when they met me, they went, oh, wow, I didn't know you'd be taller. Or, oh, wow, I didn't know you'd be shorter. And I've always found that fascinating. And I started to wonder just the other day, is the same thing going on here in the comment section of the internet? Do we assume that strangers we've never met have similar qualities to us? Similar qualities, similar characteristics, similar beliefs, similar experiences. Well... My friends, it turns out we do. It's even got a name. It's called the false consensus effect. Now, it's really interesting. I I just learned this today and I'm blown away by it. The false consensus effect, what it is, is a tendency that we have as humans to overestimate how much other people agree with our own beliefs, our own attitudes, our own values, and how much they share situations, living situations, or even characteristics, physical characteristics that we might have. Now, this might look like, I don't know, thinking that other people automatically share your opinion on something that might be controversial wherever on the political spectrum you land. It can also lead to overestimating the number of people in the community who are similar to you, like, oh, finding out that there's, everyone rides BMX bikes or everyone's got one dad who's from India or whatever. It can also lead us to believe that the majority of people share our preferences in life. There's been so much research done, heaps of research done into this, and it's, it's believed that the false consensus effect happens for a few reasons. First, it's, it's kind of based in reality, just by the design of the relationships that we have in our lives, our familial relationships, the ones with our parents, our brothers and sisters, our cousins, our aunts and uncles, our family relationships, our friendship groups, possibly even our workplaces. The people that we spend most of our time with, just by design, we often share the similar values, similar opinions, similar beliefs. We probably look kind of similar, particularly in families, obviously, but maybe with friendship groups, we might look similar. We might enjoy doing similar things together. So what we do is we start to assume that this extends beyond our immediate family, friendship, and work groups. We start to assume that this way of thinking, this way of being is the majority opinion, even when we are with people who are not among that group of family or friends or colleagues. Now, the other really big one to check ourselves on, and this one blew me away, this is a huge thing that the false consensus effect has us believe. It has us believe that other people are just like us because it is good for our self-esteem. Nobody wants to be the odd one out. None of us want to be like, oh, I'm the only one that thinks this. You want to think, no, 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 everybody thinks this. I'm part of the team. I'm part of the gang. I'm part of the tribe. I wonder if it's our ego jumping in here that allows us to feel normal and maintain a positive view of ourselves in relation to other people. What can happen here is then 
this effect, this false consensus effect can lead us to not only incorrectly think that everyone else agrees with us, it can also sometimes lead to us to overvalue our own opinions. It also means that we sometimes, sometimes, we might not consider how other people might feel when we're making choices. And an extreme example of, of the false consensus effect would be, say, political extremists on the left, on the right, wherever, assuming that the majority of the population shares their political views, despite the fact that almost everyone actually disagrees with them. And you know what? In some way or another, I'm not saying you're a political extremist or am I, but in some way or another, we all do fall prey to this. I fell prey to it when I was trying to engage this guy in the comments section. I assumed that he was trying to find some common ground to an issue that we disagreed upon. And I do it all the time. Now, I know I'm up my own ass here, all right? But I've had to learn uh, through a part of recovery. I've had to learn, and it's quite hard sometimes, to see new evidence and to challenge, use that evidence to challenge how strongly I feel about something, even though I feel like it's it's absolute reality and can't be blown away. It's a, it's a blow to my ego because I want to be right all the time because being right feels safe. So as much as I hate it sometimes, I do try to work hard on researching and trying to be open to finding you know opposing opinions or values or beliefs or whatever. And, and this is where I get tripped up by the false consensus effect because another huge, huge factor of the false consensus effect, which blows my mind, I don't know if it's us protecting our own egos or that self-esteem thing coming into play here, but when confronted with evidence that a consensus actually does not exist, people often assume that those who don't agree with them are defective in some way. And this is where internet comment sections just devolve into bullying, into name calling and all that kind of stuff. You can see it time and time again. But what are we actually fighting for? We're not fighting to be right. We're fighting for our self-esteem. We're fighting for our sense of self. We're fighting for our identity. So I guess next time you see a poorly rendered JPEG meme with big writing on it telling you something about vaccines or vegans or changes to the NRL head tackle rules, Understand that both you and whoever you're arguing with will probably never, ever, ever convince each other of what you feel is right because of the false consensus effect. And if we can't convince them that we're right, that's a threat on our self-esteem. And we're no longer battling for truth or reality. We're fighting for our sense of self and our sense of identity. So down we all spiral into some sort of flame war hell, waking up at three in the morning, oh my God, with a sick burn and we... We didn't have something to write back 10 hours before, but now we do. It's three in the morning. So we wake up enough, we unlock our phone, we angrily type the reply into the phone, and then we wait awake on a school night at 3 a.m. until we get a notification that our nemesis has either seen or responded to the comment. What a fucking waste of time and energy for everybody. For me, I guess abstinence has always been a really good solution to a lot of things that I can't stop doing. So probably it's best not to engage. Perhaps it's best to turn off the notifications altogether. Perhaps it's best to understand why it's happening in our minds when we want to engage and keep trying to win an unwinnable battle because it's not about headshot rules in the NRL. It's not about vaccines. It's not about coal. It's about our sense of self. It's about our sense of identity. And it's about our own egos. You'd sooner be able to hold back the ocean with a rake than try to convince a stranger in a comment section of the internet that they are not right. So don't even bother because you will be stuck in the same battle and it'll just go on. This fucking has been going on for days and I don't understand. 
an enormous waste of time and energy. There's people in everyone else's life that could have a far more fun time with than you sitting in a comment section going, yeah, but put the phone down, Ginsburg. Shut the laptop, mate. Go and be with people. Go and engage in reality with my family and friends. And these are people that if those people challenge my possibly and potentially misguided beliefs or belief in untruths, I've got a much better chance of hearing them out and changing my mind instead of reacting like my very identity is on the line. Anyway, I hope that helps. (laughs) I, I, I was just trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. And that's what it led me to. And also, kind of remember that when you see people you know meet on television, there's a high chance they're not the same height as you. <laughs> That's the false consensus effect. It's fascinating, isn't it? Oh, brains are interesting. Anyway, thanks heaps for listening. Thanks very much to um, everyone that helped me make the show today. My executive producer, Rachel Barrett, audio producer, Andy Marr, my researcher, Bree Steele, Mike Mills, Toe Hider made the music. Monday's show is with Mark Visser, an incredible guy. He is... Um, a big wave surfer. He's the first person to surf probably the most dangerous surf break in Hawaii, Jaws up Maui. He's the first person to surf it at night. Incredible guy. He has a, a lot to talk about um, harnessing uh, fear and harnessing anxiety and using mindfulness to produce kind of the best mental health outcomes and the best productivity outcomes you could possibly have. He's a really fascinating guy. He's done a lot of interesting work to help him ultimately serve his surfing career. He's a smashing cat. I really liked talking to him and I think you'll absolutely love it. So thanks heaps for listening. If you need me through the week, send us your email at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today. All right. Until I speak to you Monday, sleep well and dream of beautiful things. (laughs) 